This episode of Truce Table is brought to you by Truce Table. By Truce Table, Black women's musings on life, love, and liberations everywhere where books are sold. Online, in the stores, at your mama's pop bookstore. Go buy our book. Everywhere. Period. The Christian Standard Bible. And Jubilee Financial Services, where we empower individuals, families, nonprofits, and small businesses to build tax-free wealth through affordable life insurance. Visit Jubilee Financial Services at jubileefinancialgroup.com. Hey, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives and Cultures for Grace and Truth. I'm McCamini. I'm Michelle. And I'm This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, <laughs> yes, I like that. Well, there was there was a little there was, there was a little like little Eartha, little a little a little Eartha, <laughs> a little a little. Take it back. That is so funny. That is so funny, y'all. <laughs> we are at the table, and we are back with another behind our book episode mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're in the the love section which i don't know what do y'all which section do y'all think is gonna be the most popular one that people are gonna be really gravitating oh. toward i did i just thought about it right now so i wonder which one what y'all think i don't know i i don't i don't i i hazard to guess as my late pastor used to say i hazard to guess i don't know but yeah that 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 is a the love thing is sometimes Really matters to people. <laughs> yeah, we talk about all the aspects. Okay, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think it might. I, I think it might be love. I think. I think because it touches. It touches the people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. They'll, they will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> as is their practice. That is true. That is true. Well, y'all, we are in the love section, and uh, as y'all know, we just yeah, we we went. We went in on love, and um, the subject on the the, ta- the on the table is the chapter "Divorce from Chaos to Care" by Michelle, our very yep. own Michelle Higgins. I know Michelle's like uh. now, Michelle. I know that you have said that this is you've 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 said this is a raw chapter. You feel like a raw subject, raw chapter. Um, this is not something that you have discussed on the show. Uh, and uh, I, I would imagine for a host of reasons. And so I'm curious to know, and I think the people want to know, um, what made you write <laughs> about it? You know, for put, to put it in writing uh, in the Truths Table book when you haven't talked about it on the show. Yeah, why did you? Why did you give us this mm-hmm. offering? That's a great question. I mean, uh, on some level, I think sometimes about how much. Uh, drama and um, I don't know secrecy or drama and uh, side convo happens mm. when divorce happens and I think direct language minus the drama is what uh, most black women's mantra is you know being direct without the drama is how all of us kind of function or wish we functioned And in writing the chapter, I wanted to offer from jump, this is my story. This is just my story. But then uh, you'll hopefully readers will notice in the second half of the chapter, I go to a broader. There's an opportunity here for us to move out of the chaotic 
whispers and side choosing and um, drama uh, to move from that into a place of general Christian care. Um, so that was my that was my hope in writing, and my decision to write about it was really based in the mm-hmm. fact that I no longer experience. I mean, there will always be layers of the dramatic in our lives once um, a covenant, a marriage covenant has been, has been broken. Um, But I no longer experienced the um, panic attack sort of anxiety that I did when, when the divorce was so raw, when my departure was so raw. And I want to offer specifically to my sisters going through it on the other side of it, people supporting their loved ones through it, there is another side. And I I feel as much as I can be, the journey ain't done, but as much as I can be, Mm -hmm. I am on the other side of my legal divorce. I'm on the other side of feeling so overly dramatic about it that I can't even split my lips to Mm. say nothing. Yeah. Thank you for offering this chapter. It's important um, because I think what you've done here is you've taken the scarlet letter you know, that's in the church and really laid it on the table. And I think it's in a way that people are going to, they're going to really relate and resonate um, with, I think, your story um, because um, you've laid it out in a way where I think it's accessible to anybody that, of course, has experienced divorce, but anybody that's also experienced maybe a very tragic ending to even a a long-term relationship. You know, with somebody they thought they were going to marry or they thought they would, you know, spend the rest of their life with and just something, something happened, you know, maybe even a sudden death. I think some people will be able to, to really relate um, to that. So thank you for that offering. Cause I know it wasn't easy to offer up. I know. Yeah. And I was curious, Michelle, and just, we've, we've asked each other this type of question before, but I'm thinking about, I, I, I want to know about your preparation process. Um, so not just the mechanics of it, but just your your heart, your soul, like what did you have to, what were you weighing? Um, what were you preparing as, as you wrote this chapter? And, I, and I'm making an assumption. It might be that this chapter was not heavier to write than the other ones. I mean, it, it, may, it might've been that this chapter wasn't heavier for you to write than other ones, but that's an assumption I'm making. So maybe both of those questions, was this a heavier, a heavier lift? And what was the preparation for your heart um, and, and for your mind and for your body in order to to write this chapter? Well, this one was probably in terms of storytelling, the riskier one, you know, you kind of break down this, whose story is this? You know, there's not one divorce that is one person's story. Um, it's different with loss of life with a loved one. And um, there's, you know, there's a relationship that I want to maintain uh, with my current co-parent, you know, who was also my ex-spouse. And so I guess, you know, when I think about what I was lifting, I wanted to be honest about um, what what I felt the public could handle and what I felt like I wanted to give. You know, you know I left out 55 pages of narrative on purpose you know, for for not just sanity, but out of respect. Um, not just ease, yes. but because it's, you know, it's not my story alone. So uh, there's a lot of, you know, I often talk about boldness and humility needing to hold hands. So I did a lot of like prayer preparation around that. And and I also recognized that I was going into a place where, you know, you know people may, they may feel like 
uh, this is kind of my wheelhouse, but I don't mean to constantly say we've been bamboozled by the church, <laughs> but I, I think I went into that in the last half. And so I felt, I felt a lot of responsibility in, in speaking that plainly, but handling it in a way that, that doesn't draw people or tell them run away from Christian community when you go through chaotic, dramatic things. Uh, So I was weighing that quite a bit. It's not the most, you know, you see this chapter in the love section and it's a little ironic, (laughs) but, um, um, but I wanted to give a testimony of people who aren't afraid to love people um, that have a lot going on in their lives. I wanted to give the Mm -hmm. testimony of being a person, you know, who folks could easily be like, good God, what's the next thing? Or, you know, what else is Michelle going to bring? And this is too much. And, you know, folks Mm. feeling done with the friend going through drama. Um, This is, Mm. this is an opportunity for us to say, uh, sometimes when folks say they really care about you, they mean it. Now, sometimes they are lying. Um, But what is true is that when the church Mm -hmm. says we care, Here's another way for us to really mean it. And so I wanted to weigh that as I wrote, because I I don't want people to run away from the church. I want the church to create better, uh, more responsible, and and to be honest, more bold systems of care. Mm. And so I obviously had this concern that as I was going through, like, all right, the church is kind of pedestaled marriage. We got to be careful of that. I wanted to make sure that I was also saying the church also has an answer here. And they didn't. They, we don't know that we have an answer. Mm. Um, building divorce care ministries mm. is worthwhile, um, and maybe many, many, many churches have never thought about that. Yeah, Matt, you know, I was thinking that you know, you know how it is situated in the love section. I think can probably tap people on the shoulder in some different ways, but in in some ways, for some people, you know, uh, divorce is is an expression even through grief of self-love, um, of, of repair, um, and especially where there's been this um, idolatry of, of marriage itself or idolatry of partner, um, or the marriage required um, or demanded of people to shrink themselves or to yeah, put themselves in harm's way. So I just, I just think that there is a way to think about um, divorce in a way that reaffirms self-love and self-value um, for many, many people. And yeah, and I, and I just, again, we have to deal with what reality is. <laughs> so, I mean, we, the, re, the reality is that there are many, 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 many uh, divorced saints. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Many. And so uh, holistic care and love and encouragement uh, and support it's just a necessary part of, of the life of a healthy church. So I'm just, I'm thankful that you shared that, shared that out. Um, and I, and again, I think where there has been so much shame for people, uh, it, it just, I think it's great that it's right there in that section. I think that's another expression of, yes. of love, of self love and that um, God's love is not intimidated by divorce. Yes. Yes. And I love that um, intervention about, uh, what I love about the book is that there's interventions in the book and just talking about divorce mm-hmm. care. Like, yeah, I never heard of that actually at any church I've been like, and why is that? Cause there's a lot of divorced saints. Like 
that there is something, and, and maybe there's a fear that oh, that might encourage, but no, no, we got to stand in the gap for people. And I think that's what um, moving from chaos to care, um, you know, embodies or is calling for, you know? And so, yeah, I do think mm-hmm. that it is absolutely a call to love um, our siblings in Christ in a better way, a more holistic way. What would it look like for the Christ- for the church to have a wraparound ministry for um, divorced saints, you know, and transitioning back into singlehood and what that what does that look like? And what are the landmines, you know, or, you know, and just, and, and then how can those saints serve the, the singles and the never marrieds? And, you know, like, how can we begin to have um, dialogue within um, each, you know, between all these different parties and constituencies within the church? Because um, we're oftentimes siloed away. I don't think it's in, it's not intentional, but for some reason we just get siloed away. And so we never get to cross pollinate and talk and, and share, um, with one another. So anyway, I'm, I'm really glad that you put this in there. Um, Michelle, I have a question and then we're going to go to a break and then you got to answer it after the break. But I, I wanted to know, because we have talked quite a bit about, you know, the writing process and what we decided to share, what, what we decided to leave out. I'm curious if you have spoken uh, if you have um, prepared um, either your um, ex-spouse or anybody connected, you know, to your story of divorce, like, and gave them a heads up or let them know that this narrative is in there, just want you to know, or are you, or they'll just get a surprise when they open the book. So I want you to answer that question <laughs> when we come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Truth's Table. Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is a classic in the making, according to Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggett, author of Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration. New York Times bestselling author Dr. Jamar Tisby says that people often say, listen to Black women. Now at Truth's Table, you have your chance. We don't deserve the gift of this book, but once again, Black women have generously served us all. If we are to actually alleviate the immense burdens our sisters bear, then we must heed their words. T. Morgan Dixon, co-founder of Girl Trek, says this, There is a textured knowing in this book, a spiritual enlightenment, made brighter by the author's own personal breakthroughs. The way they describe the fabric of our collective trauma makes me trust their solutions. And Dr. Joy Hardin-Bradford, founder of Therapy for Black Girls, says that Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, shines a light on some of our most vulnerable places as Black women, leaving no stone unturned. Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is a clarion call to consider our communal truths by opening ourselves up to a deeper inner truth. By Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, wherever books are sold. See, I know that you get questions all the time about Bible study and how to study your Bible. What do you tell the people? Well, you know what? First of all, I'm excited that they want to study, right? But I also recognize that, you know, one of the things that really used to intimidate me about just studying scripture is that I would just, I would get overwhelmed with the text, right? And so one of the things I emphasize to people is to get yourself a a translation of the scripture that's easy for you to read, right? Because if it's easy for you to read, right, and there's accuracy as well, right, then you're going to enjoy reading it. You're going to be more likely to sit at the table and open up your Bible 
Bible and do that. And the Christian Standard Bible, for example, is easy to read, making it more likely for you and I to stick with our actual Bible reading. How about you? Well, yeah, you know, um, you're right about that. This The CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, CSB, is a Bible translation for everyone, uh, wherever you are in your faith. And we know that people at the table are at different points in their faith and maybe even have some struggle opening up their word. And so the CSB's translation is for you, as this Bible has several editions and resources to help you along your journey of lifelong discipleship to Jesus, which is our goal here at Truth's Table. In addition, the CSB offers dozens of different editions to help readers engage with scripture in new and different ways. So if you're a journaling person, they got journaling Bible. If you are a (laughs) meticulous studier, if you are a Berean, they got study Bibles. (laughs) They have commentary Bibles, just to name a few. There's an edition for everyone. So E, where can people go to get the Christian Standard Bible? They can go to csbible.com. But repeat it one more again. That's csbible.com. Akimini, you know what's sad to see um, when someone has lost a loved one and they're having to use something like a GoFundMe just to piece together the resources to provide for them an an honorable uh, homegoing service. Yeah, girl. And I, we've been there where we've had to bury relatives and have to, and this is pre GoFundMe, honestly, where we have Mm -hmm. to pull together money to bury our loved ones. And it's so hard when you're grieving, you don't want to have to do that type of labor absolutely, um, in order to give your loved one a dignified um, homegoing service. But we might not know how affordable and simple it is to obtain quality life insurance. That's why Jubilee Financial Group is part of the Symmetry Financial Group. Together, they partner with over 30 insurance companies to offer affordable solutions for mortgage protection, disability, retirement protection, term life, and more. Visit Jubilee Financial Services Group at jubileefinancialgroup.com to submit an inquiry and learn about how you can obtain affordable life insurance for you and your loved ones. And we are back at the table. And Michelle about to answer my question <laughs> about whether she's, you know, let some people know that are connected to her, to the narrative about her divorce and, or decided not to share that and let them read it for themselves. So what say you, Michelle? Well, I did tell um, my kid's dad, I told my ex, uh, and I actually you know, sent him the uh, pre one of the earlier drafts of the of the chapter, so he's had it in his hands and been aware and um and we move in different circles. You know, it's gonna be if folks who read the book, some people you know will will be like, oh wow, this is you know really revealing, and other folks will be like, well wow, this is nothing. Um, <laughs> some people would be disappointed and what they will want more drama <laughs> shared, uh, especially those that were in the trenches with either of us um, who uh, really deserve their flowers for their patience. But I, I do think that there is something in, in serving someone who uh, w- with whom you have experienced uh, disrespect, um, disregard, uh, neglect, Uh, to give them the space and the air to say, I experienced the same with you. Um, And then to be able to write that, you know, to be able to say, and, you know, it's not like a 
here's what I hope people notice. But, you know, my, my desire was not to write a one-sided story with um, just one side of even the experience of deterioration. I, I believe that, you know, like I said, I believe that in some ways uh, we've been hoodwinked and bamboozled about marriage. And uh, then somebody told us to be embarrassed when things go wrong. You know, we've just been conditioned to be ashamed when things go wrong. But um, the Lord's love would have us do the opposite. When something's wrong, speak out, which is what I believe divorced saints can offer to people who are married, to people who are in love and pursuing um, committed lifelong relationships. They can do that to save friendships. We don't talk about saving friendships very much because it's not like a it's not, it doesn't feel like a breakup when there's no romance involved. Um, but the truth is when things are sliding, um, we need to, we need to speak up. And I believe that uh, my ex-husband really resonated with that uh, because both of us have said in very completely different experiences, but we've said, here's something I noticed, you know, year three, we were, we, I think we went 10 years. So like year three, I noticed this or year six, I noticed mm. this. And we, you know, I don't know about y'all. I grew up kind of giggling a little bit at people who were always making a huge fuss about he missed Valentine's Day or he didn't get me flowers. But sometimes the little things, if we feel them, maybe we need a space to mm-hmm. say it. And maybe it could have been spared. Um, personally, I don't know that divorce was not like I said in the chapter of my butterfly story. I don't know that between being bamboozled about marriage and then, you know, really feeling feeling like I walked into something that I should have prayed more on. I don't know what the end could have been. Uh, but I do know that even if divorce was going to be part of our story, and I've said this to to my ex, even if divorce was always going to be part of our story. Um, the sheer amount of pain and turmoil, the cost, you know, the death that we both experienced, that could have been, that could have shifted. Mm. That really could have changed. Mm. And that's what I believe about, you know, not saying that we could have rewritten our future, uh, but certainly saying that harm um, is not a prerequisite to health. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's so heavy. It's so heavy. And I, you know, I think even at the same time, Michelle, you know, I think you do a good treatment of reminding us that it's something that we've talked about before, but just the idolatry of marriage, the mythology around it. And yet I still think that people on some level know that there is some unique uh, persevering thing at play, in play when people stay together. This is why when people are married 20, 50, 80 years regardless of the generation, we're like, wow. We say wow to that, right? Even if we think that marriage is the norm that everybody should be married and divorce is scandalous, there's a reason why we are, we clap. (laughs) We communally celebrate 50 year, 60 year marriages because life is but a vapor and people um, turn on themselves and they turn on each other. Um, and it, it is a big, it's a big deal, even if we want to pretend that we think it's normal to maintain 
these covenant covenant. We know covenant is, you know, as Christians, we know that apart from Christ, we would break our own covenants <laughs> with the Lord. So, um, so it's interesting that on one breath we we normalize it, we make it an expectation and requirement, and the other breath we applaud it because we know that it is it, it, it's amazing, amazing. 50, 40, 30, even today, 20 year marriages cause people to, to, to praise that. Right. right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, knowing that you use a lot of wisdom to shape this chapter. You weren't not just thinking about yourself. You were thinking just about all the, all the circles that you're connected to as you wrote this chapter. And yet I'm, I'm curious that if there was a chapter two, around this topic for you, what would it be? Or or, or where is your imagination taking you now? Um, what would you like your next chapter to look like? Oh, wow. I haven't thought about that. And even thought about it. Um, I think in part because I, I'm currently the um, lead pastor at a church, where uh, upper staff and, you know, some of my most trusted advisors have gone through breakups or are single or are getting married. Um, I, I think it would, it would be some kind of report on how the experience of divorce is leading us into deeper community. Um, some kind of inclusive uh, ministry of care, a system of care that says um, there is wisdom in in this particular kind of suffering and that there may be something that divorced people can testify um, to single people, as Akimini said, but also to married people who aren't sure if they should speak up about their needs. And I really believe that in order for our divorced saints or even our just abandoned saints, some people date for five years, that felt like marriage in your heart. Come on into this divorce care club. You know, <laughs> you felt married to that person <laughs> that you just broke up with. Uh, there, There is something that can be offered from the perspective of someone who was told to self-despise because a romantic relationship was broken. And so healing has to come, I believe, uh, before we begin to advise. But our stories are so critical. They're so crucial to communal care that healing is an important part of loving one another. We say often the phrase, hurt people will hurt people. And so there's a big part of community care in seeing healing so that the root of bitterness uh, doesn't control um, or even, you know, to be honest, hide us where your bitterness becomes your um, your safe space. And people right. don't think you're bitter, but deep down you have wounds that you carry that you're not talking about because, again, you've been conditioned to be ashamed of really yearning even for somebody that treated you like trash. How can we get everything out on the table and realize that mm -hmm. it is okay to speak about unless specifically someone in leadership is willing to name those things? Mm -hmm. And so I guess if I were to write um, a chapter two, some structured somewhat similarly, 
I would write my story of learning to speak um, what I know could be a healing testimony of learning to battle with bitterness and to really battle, to really battle. Because what divorce often leads people into is, oh, we're single and still cute and go out and date. And I've had terrible experiences since I was divorced. That's so battling with bitterness. That's shocking. The dating, the dating <laughs> is beautiful and pristine. I don't know what I don't know what you're doing wrong, mm-hmm. Michelle. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> so much pain. Okay. <laughs> and that was a joke, y'all. Yeah. You'll know that when you read my singleness chapter. <laughs> You'll know that that was a joke. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's honestly one of the weighty things people consider oh, yeah. about wh- when when they divorce. Because yeah. particularly for Black women, <laughs> are, they, are they considering now a life of singleness? And, and I would even add to that, Michelle, you're able to write from the role of Someone who's highly educated in a in, in the pastor, mm-hmm. yeah. Those, the, you know, and you a know, mother, and, and, and yeah. right. And so, I think that causes people to start having internal conversations about what they're willing to stay with, or walk away from, or fight for, or let go. Um, basically, because of that 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 joke that you all shared about the pee in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. You know what 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 does that mean? What is next? Um, when there's very real limited, limited mm-hmm. options. Yeah. Especially for women who are like, you know, they're not the ones who are filing, you know, and I think the yeah. diversity of divorce stories yeah. is really important for yeah. us to face because That's some right. of our sisters have been abandoned. Some of our sisters have suffered real infidelity yeah. and that is a trauma. Yes. That's a physical Absolutely. trauma. Absolutely. And uh, then you'll have some of our sisters who say, uh, clear eyed, I couldn't do this mm-hmm. no more. And I don't care what singleness feels like. I got That's to right. get out. That's right. And I think that there's space for healing to happen, even in the diversity of mm-hmm. those stories. But it, it is something we're not trained for. It's something that, right. at least in my seminary experience, I was taught, much like I wrote, that divorce is chaos. And so we didn't train to pastor people with different stories through right. those things. Right. That's right. And so I, I just, I believe that uh, people who have gone through it or ministered to each other through it can offer maybe not a guidebook, but maybe a, yeah. a testimony about how no matter what your story is, this relational brokenness mm-hmm. um, doesn't have to have power over you. It can be the same. You can, uh, experience the same resurrection uh, life. That's that right. Jesus conquers all mm-hmm. sin and suffering. Um, there's right. also a conquering of your of your feeling of shame around losing mm-hmm. losing that relationship. Yeah, clearly, clearly we don't believe that persecution cannot snatch us out of God's hand, but divorce can. Exactly. And so yeah. when we live in such we live that, you know, we 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 show what we really believe. We show what we believe. So, um, yeah, I just think that's so helpful. And I think you really have given us a gift of yourself, of your own story. Um, and I'm yeah. And I'm, I'm certain that people, particularly in leadership, will be listening and thinking about how to shepherd people where exactly where they are, no matter how they got to where they are. <laughs> we shepherd from where people meet us. You know, where, where we meet them at is the place where we're going to be shepherding from. That's right. Um, 
So thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you so yeah. much for letting us get, get into that chapter uh, from di- divorce, from chaos yeah, I love to the chaos. Title. And I, yeah, just thank you for this offering, Michelle, because you didn't have to, you did not have to tell us, you did not have to write it for us, you know, um, but I do think it's an entry point for people. Your story, you know, I think many people will find resonance in your story. So thank you for offering it up. Thank you for letting us in um, because we recognize that that was a sacrifice and it was um, a very generous offering. I believe that you, that you gave us. And I, 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 yeah, I think that the sisters um, and the folk in the standing room section are going to be blessed by it when they read our book, (laughs) True Stable Black Women's Musings on Life, Love and Liberation. Make sure y'all buy the book. It's in stores now wherever books are sold. Um, so thank my, I want to thank my sisters for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Um, and of course we want to thank y'all. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about this episode behind our book from divorce. I'm, I'm sorry, divorce from chaos to care by Michelle Higgins. Use the hashtag truth table. And you can also use the hashtag truth table book. Um, Black women, y'all, we have a Black women's Facebook discipleship group. So make sure you like our page on Facebook. Go ahead and join. Answer the very short, easy entry questions. Also make sure to follow us on Truth Table. I'm sorry, follow Truth Table on Facebook um, and Twitter and Instagram. You can always tweet us our thought, your thoughts on the socials, or you can email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And our video producer is Daryl Bradford. And we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.